everybody. Do you like getting stoned and watching a movie? Or just watching a movie? Well, then check out our podcast, I Am Weed, where we and a guest go to the movies and discuss it after. A movie review podcast with a little token twist. Get it? Oh, boy. But hey, you don't have to smoke weed to enjoy this podcast. Uh, you should enjoy watching movies, though. Subscribe to I Am Weed on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. Hey listeners, welcome to the first episode of the Improv Obsession Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Perlstein, and I just want to give you a quick warning about the episode you're about to hear. I had an awesome conversation with my guest, Dominic Dirkis, who you know from Derek Comedy, their feature film Mystery Team, and his current UCB LA improv team, Shitty Jobs, uh, and he's on a bunch of other teams too. Uh, Unfortunately, I lost the first half of the recording of this episode, so it sort of picks up in the middle. Uh, We still have a great conversation, and it's fun to hear, and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I guess that's it. Uh, On with the show. So, uh, if if we got cut off in the middle of that, listeners... I'm sure I was pontificating. Yeah, it was probably really good. Uh, But we'll just pick up from wherever. So, you have a... I think you you, was talking about straight manning earlier, and uh, you have a a Del Close team, or for the Del Close Marathon, the straight men. I did a straight man workshop, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about the the team. The team, yes, of course, of course. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a, that, that, yeah, we do this show every year at the Del Close Marathon. It's a 15 minute show where we, uh, me and, uh, uh these, uh, a bunch of guys, Kevin Hines and Anthony King and Charlie Todd and John Murray and Brandon Gardner. And I'm sure I'm forgetting people. Uh, it's Will Hines, if I didn't already say, uh, and it's, uh, I think Porter Mason played one year. It is the, it's just a bunch of us who, uh, straight uh who kind of on these various teams we've been on have found ourselves in this role like i was talking about with juan where you're like oh my role on this team is to be a straight man in every sense of this show yeah and uh so we kind of uh some one of us at one point pitched having a team where all of us were on the team and on none of, all of us were just refusing to allow each other to be uh uh unusual uh, allowing ourselves to be categorized as unusual yeah so it's just a lot of us selling each other out to keep what basically it's a it's a hot potato game where yeah. the potato is the person who's responsible for the game of the scene and we just keep bouncing it back and forth to each other. Yeah, it's uh, uh, I brought that up because I feel like it was it was hilarious and the videos the video of it's awesome. <laughs> it's just worth mentioning. Sure, <laughs> I actually haven't seen that. I didn't know there's a video. Yeah, there's a video on UCB comedy. It's oh, it's man. like a really quick one. It was uh, like independent. It was like I think it was independent movie and like you shouldn't yell. And then you guys are on a flight, and then somebody's on. You were on the wing. It was. I ruined yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, I ruined yeah. it for anybody who hasn't seen it just now. But uh-huh. you know, you still go watch it, guys. Yeah, yeah it's there. <laughs> um, all right. So I get. I want shitty jobs. Uh, that's your current team, like right? Sure, for, sure. Yeah. And uh, I think that you guys. Okay, so firstly, you guys have the interview. You do the interview portion of mm-hmm. uh, your show, which I feel like has to be. Kind of in a weird, like, kind of the hardest part about it is that I mean, is that the interview itself? Not the art, not the interview, or just I don't know. If you, I feel like you guys. Okay, so I feel like you guys have a team, or like you have a, a fan base of like super fanboys who are crazy and weird, and I mean that in the nicest way possible. Uh-huh. But you get like I feel feel like you get a lot of like eccentric and like very strong enthusiasm to be interviewed. Uh, uh, yeah, well, it's a Sunday night, eleven o'clock p.m. show, so it is very. Uh, it's a lot of weird people who like staying up late on a Sunday. I love yeah. Arati. That's the most fun. No, they're good. They're good. And I, I mean that in the nicest way for the shitty Jobs fans. Uh, but like the part of like, I guess, pulling ideas from them. And then also, I feel like everybody does the interview. Everybody does an interview like, right? Or is it only you? What do you mean? Like, uh, does, does the, the actual interview? interview I mean, DC. Uh, and, uh, okay. Swap, yeah. Okay. So I've only seen you guys do it, but I just assumed everybody. Uh, so like doing, but like doing that, like it just like, 
pulling out the stuff like you sometimes it's really like pulling teeth like i've definitely seen one uh or two before where like there's just like not no specifics coming from the person or like they didn't know anybody there or like they, there's just you know you're trying you're yeah. just i mean what we're looking for in the interviews i mean when we're you know interviewing them maybe you w- want it to be entertaining because it's in front of an audience but i mean for the improv as an idea generator, what we want is characters because yeah. we're doing a mono scene, so we want characters uh, that can wander in and out of there. Uh, events are less useful, but still can be useful to like you know uh, for games. But I mean, the, the best the, the best uh, type of interview is one where they can give us twelve distinct uh, people who we can kind of inhabit and play their games in the same space. But if in lieu of that, I mean, you know, it's all kind of like, it, it basically just depends on how much we actually invent. If there's an interview subject who is either too nervous uh, to, yeah. to really open up, genuinely doesn't remember that much about the experience, or at the end of the day just really didn't have much of a, of a story to begin with. Yeah. It just, it just depends. That just makes the difference in how much we actually end up just inventing in the mono scene. Okay. In a perfect world, we could kind of just massage these themes that she's that the interview subject is kind of laid out in these games and kind of like try to intertwine them and have fun with them. But you know, we don't always get that. So you just, it's all, it's all, it's all equally fun to do. It just is kind of a different flavor of the same thing. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. I like that. But yeah, I mean, what you really want (laughs) is characters. I mean, the least helpful, the least helpful type of interview subject is someone who gets up there, tries to be funny themselves and doesn't have a lot of details. They remember. Yeah. Uh, uh, what well, I, I don't think I've ever seen this with you guys, but I've also seen I've seen a hostile interviewee, uh, like where they start like making fun of the people on there, or like, isn't this supposed to be funny? That mm-hmm. that one's a I think that's like a weird situation too. I mean, that's like, just a heckle, yeah. Yeah, like you kind of yeah, and it's it sucks for them. I don't think they know because it's like, well, you know, we're professional comedians, like we could just destroy you. And it's I've seen I've definitely seen like comedians go and like yeah. hurt a person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what I'd do if, if someone did that while I was interviewing them. I definitely, my first impulse would probably be to be as mean and rude as possible <laughs> to just try to make them feel bad. But I don't know. I, I mean, at a, at a certain point, I would just, it, it really isn't even like, like, do you know we could destroy you? Because that's not like <laughs> what I do. I'm not like an insult comedian. It's not no. like me standing up there with a dude just like each of us trying to be mean to each other and be funny at the same time. Like, I don't know how I fare there. Yeah. I just don't want... It's just kind of like, we're trying to do a show. Like, what do you do? I don't know. People who yell and heckle and things, there's kind of this uh, comedy... Is it, People view it as a different thing in terms of, like, being able to heckle or because there's kind of this... Yeah. It's all kind of a part of this comedy club atmosphere where, yeah, if you're having drinks at a comedy club, like, people shout up at the comic all the time. Yeah. But, like, at improv shows, there's kind of this fourth wall that you're requesting the audience keep intact while you're performing unless you break it and right. try to include them or something. And... So then when you're interviewing people, they're like, oh, I'm on stage. I'm part of the show. If, if someone were to get really aggressive there, that's hard to deal with. It'd be very obnoxious. Yeah. And I'd really just think we'd probably just kick them out. I mean, yeah. Because it's not worth – at a certain point, it becomes not worth trying to deal with in the context of the show. And it's just like, oh, they just need to leave so that we can do the show. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I feel, like, uh, I feel like on Shitty Jobs, too, you definitely play uh, maybe a similar uh, a role – that's very important over there. Like a lot of uh, a lot of linking things together and just sort of keeping it on the rails. Maybe maybe I need to add that to the Improv Resource Center. Uh, you, keeping things on the rails. Yeah. Like, I mean, I just I just I just try to I don't know. I mean, I just kind of try to see where I have ideas for things. To I mean, a lot of it is diagnosing scenes in the show itself. Like, what do we need? What does the show feel like? Does it feel like it's 
we're playing too fast and it's not making sense? Does it feel like it's going just fine and we should just keep him? But, you know, like, right. and same thing with scenes. Sometimes it's like, oh, I have an idea. I mean, with shitty jobs, there's not really a larger mission statement as a group other than to just, like, have fun in our shows. Right. So, so really, when I'm, like, making moves in shitty job shows, it's me either, like, trying to surprise someone within the ensemble or mm-hmm. just me being, like... Like, oh, this could be a fun use of... This This is could be a fun idea to, right. you know... I don't necessarily think of it in terms of, like, oh, this show is derailed. Like, I don't think I've ever been... I think there's been, like, a few... Like, two to three shows that I've done with shitty jobs where, where we walked off stage and we're like, oh, that was a rough one. But I don't even think it was that... It wasn't necessarily funny. It just was, like, feels hard. At right. a certain point, when the shows and the improv feels hard, that's when you know you're you're charming your way through it. Right. When it's like, oh, that was difficult to do and... And I just felt like I felt gross doing what I was doing, you know. Yeah. Uh, say charming your way through it. I feel like, uh, and I, oh, I feel like a jerk for bringing this up, first of all. But, like, I feel like you guys have a, a, a somewhat negative reputation for doing that. Like, doing not necessarily, like, what's pure improv or, like, charming your way through it. Or, like, uh, like to a point. What it's do like, people say? I don't talk to people about it. So, and, really? And, and we don't. You don't know at all? Like, uh, I, 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 I've heard somebody say, like, literally, like, I think, uh, I think shitty jobs undermine, single hind, single-handedly undermines everything that UCB teaches. Is and this it was, a student? It, no, it was, and that was totally, uh, like, pejorative, you know, they're yeah, just kidding. Yeah. But, like, but, like, in a way, like, you guys, I think you guys really do have a, a reputation of that. And, I, I'm, one, yeah. I'm just surprised that you're not aware of it, like, at I all. I mean, I assume that, I assume that it's, we do a lot of things that would be hard to answer for in a class. I mean, here's what I will say, what I will say is that you, you do reach a point where you realize that improv is only fun to watch if it is fun to do. Yeah. Uh, so if the performers aren't having fun doing the scenes, obviously it's not fun to watch. I right. really do believe that, and I have not really seen many examples to counteract that, but... Or to you know counter arguments to that, but if uh, so, when you get a bunch of guys who have been improvising for a while, everyone. I mean, you know, Charlie was on. I mean, Charlie was on a team when I showed up at the theater. I mean, he's one of the like more respected New York improvisers. Yeah. Uh, all these guys have. Uh, we've all been improvising together in very in different configurations, or just improvising in general for a long time. Right. You get to a point where you. Uh, uh, in order to keep it surprising for yourself, you take risks and you take these weird chances with, you, you know, you kind of lay out a scene, a premise for a scene or a scene is going a certain way and you know how you should responsibly play it out. But then there's kind of this, uh, uh, but then there's kind of this, in order to keep it fun for yourself, you you kind of undermine what the other person is trying to do or you, you, uh, uh, do something to get their attention, basically, right. so that people and 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 that's what we all do to each other. I mean, that's when yeah. you, if you watch a shitty job show, it's a lot of people making sure that each other are paying attention. I feel like, yeah, because it's a lot of uh, uh, and so I think that results in like these moves that are strange and are selling people out and things. But like, I think what we I think I would like to think that where our skill comes in is that we never let those shows get derailed to the point where they're incomprehensible or they're not like cohesive improv shows, right. Uh, I think that there are, uh, there are kind of a lot of, I mean, you know, I think we, uh, I think we spent a lot of time doing very structured, rigid heralds on Herald Night and you, at a certain point you do just kind of want to see what happens if you, if you, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. It's like, it's like, it's like a little wrist. It's like you're gambling up there yeah. <laughs> at a certain point. It's like you're gambling to be like, well, I know this is the most efficient way to do it. And I know this is. This would probably result in a nice game scene. Right. But what if I, you know, 
contextualize it this way or did this yeah. thing with it, you know? Uh, and I, and I was, I, I, real quick, I say that with like the utmost respect for shitty jobs. Mm-hmm. I think you guys, uh, like you say, you're, like, you're all inherently, you're all clearly yeah. uh, established improvisers and stuff like that. But uh, I, I think, I, yeah, you guys do have definitely have a reputation of just doing silly stuff. Like I feel like uh, I've seen, I've seen you guys, like I've seen performers on the team. And I don't know, probably you two, just flat out like they'll somebody will go like, why are you doing this thing? And you'll go, eh. like it just completely like. Yeah. Ignore the idea of like that you're being called or like again like these are yeah. There's a meta. There's thing. a meta thing within the show basically. Yeah. But it's but it's to, to in a way it's it's admirable just because it, like you're saying like one you're having fun with it but two I feel like you guys are you have a very funny team and uh, I feel like there's a point like you guys know like my justification of this is not that funny and it doesn't matter like I'm moving on I'm do I'm going on to do more funny stuff like I I, I feel like I and this is just my diagnosis of it like I'm watching you guys and there's like a point where you're like well. Yeah, like this is maybe the more pure thing, or like what's more grand. But like you're like, eh, it's not not going to be that funny, or like we're just whatever. trying to keep it surprising for ourselves, so that yeah. it's so. That, I mean, if it's fun for us, it's hopefully fun to watch for some percentage of people. So when we're so there's some ways in which there's just kind of morbid. Fa- I mean, if you watched us, uh, if you watched us, like like if half of us are gone one week and then the and then we kind of bring in four other people. Or something, and that we don't normally play with, yeah. or you know, or even if I, when I the way I play with Fernie and Cage Match, and or the way people play in different situations, you you kind of like rein it in. I mean, that team is a very specific dynamic of people who have agreed sure. to just try and fuck with each other every week. Yeah. Uh, but if I were to like, you know, if I were to improvise with like four people that I kind of knew, yeah. like there's a way in which you. There's a way in which you play to have the best kind of show you can have that right. I would and not and not just be like I wouldn't just be like, oh, what if I this person I kind of know, I wonder what would happen if I do this, because that's not why I, I make weird moves on shitty jobs. Sometimes I do it because I know that they can handle it, but I know that they don't expect it. Yeah. You know, there's nothing I could say or do that would actually derail any uh, or freeze up any of the improvisers on that team, yeah. which is not which is which is a lot of fun to play with. A lot of fun to watch. It's good. Okay. Uh, and then I guess, uh, you, yeah, you have your little your little cage match run going with. Uh, yeah, me and Alex Fernie. Yeah. That's going on fifteen on Wednesday. Yeah. Going on fifteen. I think. Yeah. All right. You don't know. You're just like I'm. It's fifteen or so. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Uh, you. Uh, I, f- I feel like uh, you guys. You guys do, like an interesting thing. You guys are. You guys are great to just get your two man group because I. Uh, you doing was it the pretty flower? Is that the form? I don't know what a form. I mean, form wise, I don't know what to. We just kind of uh, that was what Fernie pitched when we were just saying like, do you want to just do a montage or do you have any? And my get and I feel like he might be tired of doing small cast montages because that's yeah. what Convoy does a lot, and or you know might feel like he wanted to do something else. So he was like, oh, let's do this kind of mono scene where we can kind of like tag out and go wherever, and then just but you know we're always coming back to that mono scene. So I'm sure. I'm positive someone has come up with that form before. I'm sure teams rehearse it and that yeah. it's like a thing that uh, we're doing already. But uh, yeah, we just kind of decided to do it. It's a, it's a cool team because you guys are uh, clearly very in sync with each other, like uh, to the point where the whole show almost feels like organic and like it's not necessarily, but like where you guys are like, okay, we're doing this thing now. Don't have to say anything. You just move on to like the next scene or whatever. Uh, we're very similar improvisers, Fernie and I. So it, I, I mean, if, in how we approach scenes and think about scenes. So yeah. I mean, cause we haven't played together. I mean, this, you know, we've played together as many shows as we've had. Really? Uh, so, so I mean, we did like four shows before the cage match run, and we had like did like two scenes in an ASCAT together one time or something. But yeah, you, uh, but someone like him, I feel like we're on very. Some, we approach scenes the same way. So there's nothing. 
I, you know, there's nothing. I don't have to worry about what he'll pick up on because I feel like he picks up on every. He's picked up on anything that I've tried to kind of like do. Yeah. And 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 set up. And then I think we're both people who will commit to whatever the thing is. Yeah. Like no one, neither of us are too good to do anything super silly. But we'll also try to do some stuff smart if that seems to be what it is, you know. Yeah. Uh, we both kind of form around each other in any given show. It's fun. Yeah. It's yeah. It's a it's a fun team to watch. Along. Uh, just like shitty jobs. I, I'm 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 a fan. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> that's all I'm, I'm trying I'm to say. Here, here. I'm here to get hard notes. That's what I'm here for. Oh, all right. Uh, uh, I don't know. I guess just like more accents. More if, accents. If I had to give you like really hard notes. I'd see, I don't know if you want that. <laughs> accents change in shows. Yeah. I, I have a hard time keeping consistent accents. It's really hard to keep track of. I yeah. have that same problem. You're like, oh, I'm doing it like this voice. And then it just slowly drifts you into know. something that's not even close. The secret to it is as long as you actually do your best to do an accent and keep it the same, it doesn't matter. If the accent ends up changing... And if someone wants to call that out, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. But you can just do your accent as best you can, and then you can sleep at night. You know, <laughs> if you do your accent intentionally shitty to get a laugh, then yeah, you're not gonna. It's not gonna go well. But uh, uh, I like accents and scenes. It's always fun to do a vaguely Eastern European accent. Yeah, we go too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So r- r- other stuff, real quick. Uh, you sure. got your you got your podcast. I uh, do. Anytime show. Uh, how okay. You do you do like this character bit, or like you have people come on and do these like characters yeah, or whatever. Yeah. How much of that is improvised? I just I need to know for myself. Uh, almost, <laughs> almost. I mean, it depends on the bit. I mean, some of the. I remember Rust did a Twitter bit uh, in like one of the first like couple, maybe in the very first podcast I think, and he uh, uh, that we had come up with kind of like the titles for the Twitter handles before that, uh-huh. like the three or four. But I mean, when, as far as like how it plays out, yeah. uh, uh, that's, it's all improvised. It'll, very, be like, yeah. it'll be like something where some, I mean, we'll, someone will definitely know the bit going in. It'll be like, okay, so you're a dude like this who does this and that's your bit. Okay, yeah. cool. And then I'll just, and then you just know how to set that up. And yeah. It's kind yeah. of, uh, cause people pick clear games and have these kind of characters they do that are about a thing that you can figure out and set up and play with. Yeah. The ho- I think like the hosting role, Works really well for you, just because you do this like uh, the straight man thing, and like that's that's what it comes down to a lot. With like, it's just weird characters, and yeah. you're you're straight manning it, and then letting them go forward with it. And also the same with your audience interviews too. I feel <laughs> like I feel like that I feel like that that straight man skill is like it's it just because it, it just leads to laugh as you laugh as you get to point out the absurdity of it. And you and I know yourself too. Like when you do like comment on it further, you're like okay, so if this is and a week, like you're like, oh, so you're just doing this type of thing. Like this is true. What else is true? You're yeah. Kind of, you kind of blow out their ideas even even before like it's really been talked about. You're just like, oh, this is funny. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. This would all be funny. I mean, that's just my robot brain. That's yeah. just my weird. Like, I mean, it's gonna be. And I don't think I'm the first comedian to have said that, but it's gonna be classified as some sort of a disorder down the line. This kind of like. I mean, because, and that's, that's improvising. That's exactly what you said is the exact same part of your brain. That's like, you hear something unusual, you generate a few new ideas that are within the same mold as that in kind of increasing heightening order. And then you say, them. and that's improv. And that's, I think anything where you're <clears throat> doing a comedic thing where you're reacting to somebody or reacting to something. Yeah. I like to try to, in those interviews, not have it be like, <clears throat> have it actually be something born out of what they say or do. Yeah. Uh, and not have it be something born out of me being like, all right, well, you get to sit here while I just yuck it up. Yeah. I mean, because that doesn't feel... No, that's not fun. It doesn't feel fun for them. It probably isn't fun to listen to, because then what's the point of... If I just want to talk, I'll just talk. But if if, uh, if I'm having someone that I'm interviewing, I mean, you know, I, I audience interview or or uh, the kind of main guest of the show who I 
uh, normally know well enough to where I can just kind of like know things to ask them or know right. generally what's going on for them. But yeah, I really like I really like it coming from a place of I'm reacting to something they said and contextualizing this funny or identifying something funny about yeah. it. Or if it's just this kind of fully formed comedic idea of just like listening to it and reacting to it. Yeah, I think. Uh, okay, real quick. Do you want another water? Because I'll I'll go get you one. Uh, I mean, we're we're, we're on the up, we're on the end. But hey, so. guys, yeah, <laughs> you guys hang out while I get another water. Uh, you seem you dehydrated. I was dehydrated. I was parched. He noticed. He elected to get me a water. If you're editing this later, I just want to say, uh, hey, man, so good stuff. I did a talk show at UCB once a month for like four months or so. Yeah. Just kind of like. Is, is the talk show something that like you, like, I, you know, want to do or like want to do down the line or. I mean, you're doing yeah, one, I really but like, like doing. I really like doing the show. I mean, I want to continue to do it and 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 get better at it and and everything like that. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't. Right now, there's no real like specific game plan. I'm not like I, it is something I very much enjoy doing, and I'm not tired of doing. So I would welcome opportunities to do it. Yeah. Uh, more and more, and I just want to do the show more and more, and kind of like get better at you know putting the podcast out there and and maybe try to have the video element to it, so it's not just the audio thing. You know. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, see where it see where it goes. Cool. Um, you got uh, you got the you got a, I just I just read that you got a a job writing uh, Alan Gregory. Right? I'm a staff writer on Alan Gregory. Yeah, this animated show that's premiering on Fox. Yeah. October thirtieth. Okay. Uh, Everybody watch Jonah that. Jonah Hill co-created and uh, is the lead voice and all that stuff. So anything you can want to tell or can tell about uh, that? I mean, I really, so- I'm very proud of the show. Uh, it's um, you know uh, it really isn't that common that you get to have a writing job on something that you actually like can sign off on as being as being like this is really good yeah. but I, I think the show is actually very funny and 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 uh well executed and the creators have a vision for it that they are very kind of like uh clear about and that i'm excited about and that i find very i mean of, my, of the pilots i read and of the pilot present the pilot presentation i saw i found it was like this is a really funny show i'm very excited to work on it that's awesome yeah. uh how, uh how, how's the the writing process going so far with that, have you written stuff or are you guys... Yeah, yeah. I mean, the episodes, the... Uh, it, was like a script, be... it was an order of seven episodes and then uh, uh, me and my writing partner, Sean Clements from Shitty Jobs, uh, wrote one of the scripts, uh, one of the seven scripts. And so we get to see the animated version of that episode, I think, in the next couple of weeks. Awesome. And then uh, they ordered six additional scripts, so we're kind of working on those now. And then we... Uh, then it premieres. We wait and see if there's a season two, and if there is, just we have still have a job. That's really cool. Yeah. No. I, <laughs> yeah. I uh, ask for all of that. Um, all right. So Thanks. I feel like uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to hit. Mm-hmm. I just you know I I tried to prepare. No, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I, I didn't mean, do great. No, I have a lot to say about improv. I feel like I don't know if all of it is coherent because I don't know if it makes sense. Sometimes I feel like I don't know if it makes sense in my brain in a way that I can articulate, but it's. A lot of talking in the abstract. I feel like every, like it a is. lot of teachers have that same problem, and yeah. and you know, like I, we could I couldn't come up with an example for the life of me yeah. uh, just twenty minutes ago. So like, yeah, it's mm. you know, you know, I think it is a type. I think improv is a thing where, especially the way the UCB curriculum is so is set up, and it's so meticulously done, and it's the same at every for every teacher, and yeah. and uh, Joe Wangard has done an excellent job of doing that. Once you go through like five hundred one at UCB. You have all the tools you need to to do it yeah. correctly and do it well and and do it in a way that satisfies you. You just need to now do a million scenes. Yeah, you know it becomes this thing where you just 
you know, I mean, that's why you watch people, the people who I feel like end up on teams and end up becoming really good at it are the people who it's like, oh, they're in everybody's practice group. They're in everybody's, yeah. you know, they're, it's just something that at a certain point it's re- about repetition. And yeah. I feel like that's the hardest part to get through because you're going like, you pick little things at different times to focus on and get better at it. And then eventually it all adds up into you becoming more complete as an improviser. Do you, do you feel like, uh, I was talking with somebody about this earlier. Do you feel like there's a point that you can hit where you're, you're practicing a lot or whatever, but maybe it's a, can, can practice hurt you? That That's the very simple uh, distillation always, of that question. I always, um, I mean, can practice hurt you? I think you can think about improv too much and do so much uh, improv classes and rehearsals that you have too many voices in your head. You're trying, you were going out and doing shows trying to accomplish too many things yeah. in the show, like being like, okay, so I'm also supposed to work on my object work and I don't play enough characters and I need to just do game and I talk too much in scenes. If you're like, have like too many things in your head in a show, then like maybe you need, you're in too many practice groups or whatever. But I think shows and scenes, like logging as many scenes as you can, there's nothing more important than that. I mean, there was, there was a while where every Sunday I had an improv class from 12 to 3. Uh, this was like in 2004 in New York. Uh, one of my improv team, uh, an improv class from 12 to 3, an improv class from 3.30, 6.30, and then a rehearsal from 7 to 8. Yeah. So I'd improvise for like nine hours every Sunday. And you just yeah. kind of like, in doing so many scenes, you just stop getting nervous about it. And you stop yeah. worrying about it. I have, you, know, you stop feeling any anxiety about being in certain situations that you may have felt anxious about. And that only comes from doing as many scenes as you, as you can. And then just kind of eventually embracing that it's all about making it fun for yourself and the people you're playing with. Right. And yeah, so I think there is a point where you have too many, you can be in classes too much. There is a point where I think like if you don't do, if your class or rehearsal time to show ratio is too high, if you're doing more classes and rehearsals than you are shows, then I think you're, it's not, that that's not a good thing. Like if you're in a group that, uh, I don't know, like I always, I always wanted to do shows. That's all I would, I would, I would, there was a point where. Like, I would play with any group who would just let me do shows. Yeah. I would just be like, all right, fine. Can I be in your group? They're like, we rehearse. And I'd be like, I, I just want to do shows. <laughs> yeah. I, t- I totally agree with you uh, about the, the having fun thing. And, uh, like, I, one of the best notes I ever got was from Shelly Slocum. And we, she, she said something. like I, We I did were on a, our first Herald team together. Uh, what was that? Uh, Cagney. Cagney. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I read. Yeah. I, I, heard, I heard, like, on the UCB New York podcast that you guys were really big on that. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, Shelly's awesome. And you're awesome. <laughs> a lot of admiration coming from me anyway sure, sure. Uh, but yeah she said like she gave me a note and just said like I, I chose to just be like disappointed about something in a scene and she's like you know what why not just go like do something that you enjoy or like that's fun in the scene and then that and I was like holy shit this like changed my life <laughs> uh, like changed improv a lot for me but like is there any uh, I guess we're gonna kind of call this the, the enzies of it but okay. is there anything that uh, like maybe a note or something that you got that really kind of stuck mm. with you or was like maybe yeah, you know, like it's you know uh, you get you, a lot. I'll of tell them, you what but... stuck with uh, Delaney. Michael Delaney is this kind of like New York improv guru. He's on this team called the Swarm, and now he's on the Stepfathers. And he's this. I mean, he was doing long form in New York. I think b- like before the UCB showed up, yeah. And then start to, and he was like among their first teachers. So he's like very, very experienced and wise in improv. And like everyone who takes his classes has these little. Gen- he the thing that he I remember because we had this weird guy in our class who no one wanted to improvise with and I feel yeah. like some people even have teams like that where there's like a person on the team that they're like I don't want to do scenes with them I avoid yeah. it which is such a toxic environment to do shows in but he was uh, there was someone weird in the class and I remember like he gave us a kind of like a little bit of a lecture about that and he was like. 
He was like, people, uh, he's like, I'm seeing the same combinations of two people stepping out and doing scenes together. He goes, and I think that's just because you know you can have a successful scene with them. I think you're just like, oh, and he, uh, you know, I know, I think this person's good, so I'll just only do scenes with them. And he goes, the people who can only do good scenes with good people are mediocre improvisers. There's not, they're not good. He's like, they're as good as the other person in the scene, which is to say they don't contribute anything. They're as good as the other person. He's like, you want to be the person that everyone wants to do a scene with. You want to be able to do a scene with anybody. He's like, if you can do a scene with the shittiest person in the class or in your group or in your show consistently and have that scene be good, then that means you're a good improviser. If you can, if you're, if you can only do scenes with someone who's great, then it doesn't mean anything to you. And I was like, oh, that's, that gave me a type of improviser because I knew who that type of improviser was. You would see them on teams and you would see them and they would get asked to play in all these groups and you're like, yeah. oh, okay, that's the type. And so that gave me a type of improviser to want to be. Yeah. And to, that made me go to a lot of improv jams and play with a lot of people that weren't very good or people that I would never have sought out playing with yeah. to just like, just to see if what I could do to make the scene work still and just to see what I could, you know. And so I did a lot of that and that was probably the, that was probably the thing that gave me the most to work on yeah. at a point where I didn't really know what to work on. Huh. That is, that's an amazing note. I, I mm-hmm. know that... I know that I've definitely, I feel like every class has uh, a, per- a person or two where you're just like, oh man, this is tough, but yeah, yeah and, you, and, and there's part of you where you go out and you're like, I'm going to do it, and then there's, you just get beat down, and you're like, nope, never doing it again, but yeah, it's... Yeah, it's, well, it's, people get that way around Herald Team auditions too, where people go like, people go like, I just hope I don't get stuck with someone who sucks or whatever, and it's yeah. like, it really doesn't matter yeah. who you get stuck with, um, because you can, these people who you're auditioning for know what improv is and know what it's like to improvise with someone shitty. If you can make it work, they're going to go like, Oh wow. I mean, this other person was crazy and they really made the scene work. Yeah. Totally. Um, all right. Well, I guess, uh, I guess that's it. Oh, do you, uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Anytime Uh, show, Alan Gregory, anytime show is on, uh, is on iTunes. So, Oh, check that out. And, uh, you can follow me on Twitter to learn about that at Dominic Durkifs. And then, uh, yeah, uh, uh, shitty jobs every Sunday at 11. And then Alan Gregory, uh, in that kind of Fox animation domination block, Sundays uh, starting October 30th. Great. Between uh, the Simpsons and Family Guy. Any, any new Derek stuff? Come on. Any new Derek stuff? Uh, we don't have any sketches. We're not sitting on anything that we have done or not done. I mean, everyone's uh, super busy. so many hearts right there. Donald's busy. We're, but we, are, uh, we will work together again. We value that, uh, that collaboration a lot. Yeah. So we want to make sure that when we work on something, it's something we're all excited about and have the time to do properly. So, uh, But we will, for sure. Good. We're all looking forward to it. Dominic, right. thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, we totally jinxed on that. <laughs> right. yeah. Thanks, man. I hope that was useful in any way. Yeah, you know. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see if I recorded any of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it turns out I did record most of it. Uh, all right, that was the first episode of the Improv Obsession podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you did, uh, please subscribe, rate, comment, share with your friends, do whatever. Uh, uh, if you didn't enjoy it, give it a second chance. I have some awesome guests coming up, including Alex Berg and Alan McLeod. Um, you can find the Improv Obsession podcast on Facebook or on Tumblr, or if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at, at Pearlstein. That's it. Hopefully I'll see you next time. And, uh, you know, I don't see people usually through podcasts, but just whatever. Maybe we'll work that out. All right, I'm going to go. Bye. Want to hear your favorite funny people paired with wine? Want to just hear them whine about something? 
Hi, I'm Ellen Clifford. Hi, I'm Sean Buckholtz. We're the hosts of The Wine Situation. That's wine with an H. We've had Morgan Murphy. Drew Drogi. Brian Safi. Charlie Tanners and Camille Knox. Paul F. Tompkins and Janie Haddad Tompkins. Melanie Linsky. They all told us their wines. And we told them about wine. It's totally boozy study hall. So get it everywhere you find your favorite podcasts. That's The Wine Situation. Wine Wine with with an H. H. Cheers! Cheers.